0: all right Dion Coopwood, man i've been seeing him on other podcasts i've been seeing him moving around the streets man really doing this thing in the credit space uh so i had to get him on the podcast
1: i'm actually the definition of getting it out the mud as they would say i was raised in the projects of chicago south side in the place where they called it the wild hundreds because it gets really wild and uh i grew up in a little small town called riverdale where you can count the, the hospital, people you knew who lived in that city in that town. Mm. First
0: and foremost, we had to establish that credit repair is illegal.
1: It's illegal in Georgia for sure. It's considered a misdemeanor. If somebody says they're going to repair your credit and they give you a timeline, Okay, so he did put me on something new called, well, I
2: don't
0: know if it's new, it's new to me, Metro 2 Compliance. So,
1: what does the software do? It leverages a credit compliance standard called Metro 2 Compliance, and it has artificial intelligence built into it where uh, with one click of a button, you can generate, send off Metro to compliant letters, send them to the credit bureaus, just wait on results.
0: So when he started talking about credit repair, restoration, I see it all as the same, but he's like, yo, okay, I don't do credit repair.
1: That's illegal, but I do credit enhancement. Because all we're doing is we're leveraging a compliance standard that was put in place. So it's not a credit repair method. It's a compliance standard that was put in place.
0: And he also made it clear that if you do get something deleted from your credit report, you still owe the money, okay? Let's be very, very clear. Y'all not going to cancel me, okay? So I fought on. The, I fought him on this
1: thing. But he checked out. Just because you get items removed from your credit report does not mean you, you're still not obligated to pay the debt. So when people say, oh, I got $300,000 in student loans deleted, I'm clapping for y'all. And I'm telling my main teacher
0: Right, then we had to have our argument about Dave Ramsey because I love Dave Ramsey and Dion, not
1: so much. If I look at myself and probably you and other high-level entrepreneurs, I think that we've been able to obtain our success by leveraging credit. Like, that's how I got started. If an average person is making $40,000 a year and I got $40,000 in credit, I could figure this thing out and make it. And I use my credit cards to pay my bills. I use my credit cards to take care of my kids. I use my credit cards to keep food on the table. I use my credit card to pay my child support. You hear me? All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof
0: Podcast, man. High-level entrepreneurship conversations. You're going to learn something today about entrepreneurship because we have Mr. Dion Coop. What up, bro?
1: I'm all good, bro. How about you? Man,
0: I feel amazing, man. I yeah. feel like a champion.
1: That breakfast we had was good, too. Yeah, 100%. Okay, <laughs> what was the name of the
0: place? <laughs> The bougie Southerner in Lawrenceville? in Lawrenceville? The bougie Southerner in Lawrenceville. That's good. It was amazing. Now, I'm not a vegan guy, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to order an Impossible Burger. I'm really straight on the fake chicken. However, <laughs> the vegan breakfast that we just had yeah, was incredible. Mm. I am a French toast connoisseur. You understand, me too, me? bro. Me too. And that was top tier. That was that was top shelf fresh toast.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And the little chicken fajitas. <laughs> if you didn't tell me it wasn't chicken, <laughs> I would have thought it was chicken. So, oh uh, yeah, shouts out to the bougie southerner, man. Make sure y'all check them out. Black on, black on, yes. black on. Okay, I rock with her, man. What's her name? What's her chef's name? Tara Gilbert man Make sure y'all follow uh, Tara Gilbert I don't know her Instagram But go and find her So Alright we are here man um, And I feel good Because we fed you Now you walk in You feel like we're A really professional organization <laughs> And we normally don't do that bro Like you sit down In this chair We got your bottle of water We didn't get you the water today nah, I, didn't, I didn't get No, I ain't getting water get But water. I got breakfast water please
1: um, uh, Alright so D.I. man How you feeling brother I am all good man uh, Blessed and highly favored I'm glad to be here brother You rich right Yeah I'm pretty rich yeah
0: <laughs> oh, let's see how people answer that question.
1: Um, okay, we're gonna find out how you got that way. Okay, all right. Cool. Did, you, did you grow up with money or no, man? I actually, uh, I am. I'm actually the definition of getting it out the mud, as they would say. Mm-hmm. So I was raised in the projects of Chicago South Side, uh, in the place where they called it the Wild Hundreds because it gets really wild. And uh, I grew up in a little small town called Riverdale, where you could count the people you knew who lived in that city in that town. Mm. And uh, grew up without a dad, and uh, just figured it out, man. Growing up without a dad, so just your mom? Just my mom. Yep. yep. Did something happen to him, or he just? Yeah. So my dad. Uh, just to be full transparent with you, um, he was he was dealing drugs and in and out of jail, and uh, so he never really was around. I met him about maybe five or six times during my life. That Where's was he like, at now? Uh, he passed away two years ago in a car accident. Oh no! So I grew up with a lot of questions that I never got answers to because he ended up passing away before we could have a conversation. Right. Yep. You feel a void at all? Uh, A little bit, but it's kind of like when you grow up in, you know, um, situations like that and, and and uncertainty, you kind of build up this tolerance to just kind of have a wherewithal with, when bad things happen. So I have a weird way of dealing with like deaths and, voids and things of that nature. And it just, it drives a better version of me out.
0: How do you deal with it?
1: I work. Just work and work.
0: Yeah. My cousin, uh, she owns a company in Georgia. It's electric. Shout out to Henry Bourne. That's my cousin. Uh, my father passed. I thought, I thought it was strange. And when I say it, uh, social media will say it's a toxic way of thinking, mm-hmm. but he said, uh, take a couple of days mm-hmm. but when you go up to that funeral don't be sad mm. don't be depressed yeah he said um, there's gonna there's some people that are there that's gonna need your strength yeah right yep. so that they can lean on you but he yep. said when you get back after the funeral go right back to work mm. like go don't tell your job you need a a month off yeah go straight back to work yeah and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that it t- it took my mind off of what I was going through, mm. but I think maybe if I'd have took off, I could have slipped into some sort of depression.
1: Yep, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's crazy because here I am now. I'm having having to lead a funeral slash ceremony for somebody that I I really didn't know that well. Mm-hmm. Like so, when it when it all went down and when it happened, nobody wanted to. the person that took care of the funeral arrangements and so what ended up happening was uh, me and my older sister um her name is tika uh, we ended up having to be the people that was kind of orchestrating everything so i was doing more of the like contributing and then she was doing more of the planning and so shout out to her she really just kind of took everything over then being when we got there none of my siblings had the strength to actually speak kind of orchestrate everything so like you said i had to be the person that had that strength to actually just kind of orchestrate everything, and yeah, so I'm up there yeah. speaking, talking, just being the be- best version of myself that I knew how to be, um, and just kind of make sure that everybody was okay.
0: You know? Here's a here's a question too. We're gonna get into um, how you got rich, <laughs> how you're always gonna be rich, <laughs> but for somebody you only met five times, yeah. What does that feel like? I gotta create. I like it's almost like I have to create a certain feeling of. Um sorrow maybe even though yeah i don't really know this person like that yep yeah was that weird like yo, i'm here because it's my dad but i ain't really know him yeah but i still gotta be
1: you know what i mean so here's the weirdest thing for me so when he passed away all of my siblings and his siblings which are you know aunties and uncles that i never really got to know they were telling me after he passed how much of a fan he was of me but he never told me. Mm. So like when he would go around in different places and, you know, he's like, hey, man, how's your son? He would always brag about me, tell people about me. But he never called me to tell me about me and say, hey, I'm proud of you wow. or whatever. So it was like I had to in passing find out how much how proud he was of me and how much he admired me. And then even when I was at, you know, his repass, I was able to find out how much of a person that I really didn't want to be like. I was like, I vowed not to be like him. I went there and everybody was like, "You look just like him. You sound like him. You move like him. You command the room like him. Like you're just like like some people was like almost like getting afraid of me because they like, are you him? Like, wow! And I was and it, and it so it 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 made me feel weird too because I'm like, like you said, I don't really know him like that, but then everybody is saying so this whole person this person I tried to not be like my entire life because he was never in my life. I'm like. I have children if I, you know, if I have a woman I'm going to stay with her like I'm going to I want to do the total opposite come to find out I'm the exact same person. Mm. I'm the exact same person I was trying not to be. Good. It's gracious. crazy.
0: But I, I think uh even in that lesson it probably helps you lean further into your kids.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And there's got to be a balance between your your um your your appetite for success.
1: Oh yes. And spending time with your kids. Absolutely.
0: Can you describe that balance just a little bit? And it's a coaching yeah. session for me.
1: Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so realizing that I was just like him, um, a businessman, but obviously he was a different type of businessman, um, that hit home very hard. Um, but then having to be raised without uh, my biological father, um, it, it drove something inside of me. Well, now I have a 15-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 4-year-old, and we're like I'm their best friend. Mm. It's, it's not even a question. Yeah. Like we go everywhere together, we do everything together. Like, if they had to choose between mom and dad, I'm the pick. I'm my kids' yeah. favorite too. Bro. I'm the favorite, bro. Are you saying that? Are you just 100, okay, percent
0: bro? Okay. I just Absolutely. Was, I just was checking. You know the little the little challenge where you place the baby in the yeah, parents' yeah, yeah. <laughs> butt. <laughs> the kids is coming to their yeah. dad. All of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. All of them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, man, that's incredible,
1: bro. Yeah. And, and, and so from a work perspective, yeah. it made me. It made me go so hard because it's like, I just want to make sure that my family is good with or without daddy. You know what I mean? And so I just, I work so much, man. And my wife loves it. She respects it. Um, You know, I take care of my mom. She loves it. She respects it. And so, you know, the work that I've been putting in, um, and I tell people this all the time, like, you know, people look at me now and they say, man, it just kind of seemed like you just got into entrepreneurship. Dude, it's 16 years, bro. Mm. Like my first eight years, I was balancing a job and being part-time entrepreneurship. Then now, my last eight years have been full-time. So don't look at me and try to compete and compare. Don't don't do that. 100%. Yeah, I've been doing this. And like the definition of hard work
0: starts to change, right? So right now, you have a software that you developed that we're going to get into. Yeah. But the hard work looks different. So somebody that is working, let's say... um, 10, 12 hours a day at their job, yeah. they'll say, "Dion, you don't work as hard as I do because I'm in this office and I'm going <laughs> in, right? But now the hard work is more mental yeah. so that I can actually build something to have some income coming in yeah. so that I can spend time with the family. But yes. that that work that we do as entrepreneurs, yeah. it's so intense when we're in it, but most people ain't willing to do that.
1: Nope, It's so for me, um, I believe in the concept of you got to be in the field in order to work your way out of the field. Yeah. It's kind of like you cannot leave where you have not gone and you cannot teach what you have not done. Yeah. So for me, uh, like the hardest battle of entrepreneurship for me was probably right around my 2016 yearish. ish That was the moment where I decided that, all right, cool. If y'all are paying me $130,000 a year on a job, being a, being a store manager slash district manager for Sprint, T-Mobile, and all that stuff that I was doing, I'm like, I got to be able to do this on my own. Yeah. And so in 2016 is when I started, is when I got into life insurance sales and uh, retirement planning. And I was going door to door, door knocking. Door to door, door knocking. And people slamming the door on me. to, I don't want life insurance. I don't want to plan for retirement. So, like, when you look now, like you said, it's more mental work, but I've, I've been a part of the physical aspect of really, truly putting in the work and grinding it, and I know what hard work looks like. I know what it looks like.
0: What'd you learn from door-to-door sales?
1: I built up a tolerance that um, if I could just get as many no's as possible, I'll get a yes eventually. Like I, like, I was I was weird. Like, I tricked myself into going for no's. I didn't want a yes because I said, if I go for the yes and I hear too many no's, then it's going to ruin my day. <laughs> So good. I said, well, let me see if I can get at least a good hundred no's a day so that when I got the yes, I'm like, God, dog, you messed up my street.' It was, a, it, was a <laughs> weird, it was a weird thing because, you know, most people, they like, I just, this thing, it's, I know it's going to work. But the only thing that really works is the work. Mm. Like, I know it's going to work. Yeah. But you got to put in the work because that's the only thing that I know that works. A hundred percent. That's it. So I'm just willing to put in the work. Bro, it's so refreshing
0: to talk to an entrepreneur that's been in the game over a decade mm-hmm. because you remember the time where we actually had to go ask somebody to buy something. Yes. And we're in a world now where we create content and hope that somebody goes to the link in our bio. <laughs> <laughs> Am I
1: right? That's, that's how you true. build a business in 2020. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. Yeah.
0: So I, it's, it's refreshing to talk to yeah. somebody who understands this. Yeah. And I think maybe it's a double edged sword, but yeah. the content creation space has really uh, uh, ruined the entrepreneurial grind. It ta- what it yeah. takes to get it done.
1: Yep, yep. And it and that and so that's where for me as a coach who coach other people, it's a it, like you said, it's a double edged. It's 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 hard for me to because I'm looking at people. and I'm like, oh, you got to do is post. Yeah. I had to actually like cold call people. I had to drive to their house. I had to knock on doors. I had to like beg for the money that I was making. And you just got to just like do a little post and sit at the crib and then wait for somebody to hit the link and buy. Bro. And you can't do that. Shame on you. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like so I'm I'm torn because I'm 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 trying to teach, but then it's like I'm teaching stuff that I feel like is is ultra easy, but then I'll, at the same time I'm dealing with people who you know they got different personality and characteristics, and so because we're in a different time and people are more involved with watching what people do and what they say versus what the work that I should go in. You know they got a misconception, so you Bro, know
0: it's a 19 year old watching this right now cringing.
1: Yes, like why would you go to somebody's house? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, why would you knock on someone's door? You're a wilder. <laughs> you
0: wielder. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so I want I want to know about this. So, so you have a software. Yeah. And. And maybe I heard you wrong, but you said you had 11,000 students?
1: You didn't, you didn't hear me wrong. Hold on, I'll show you. You didn't hear me wrong. Yeah, 11,000. So in this group right here, how many is in that group? You can see how many is in that group?
0: 6.8,000.
1: All right, 6.8,000 in that group. Yep. So I mentor and coach those individuals. They all use my software. And in this group, how many people are in that group? 5.9,000. Alright cool So is that over 11 already?
0: Metro to Monetization I, workshop Okay I, Watch this
1: look I got another group too Hold on I got another group right I got us groups man Because I'm, it's, I'm teaching different stuff In each group But it's all the same concept But these people Are on different levels Of understanding mm, So as a coach it. I understand that And so I, I just kind of Teach to their their level of understanding allow people To gradually grow
0: Okay let's argue This is a good segue Okay cool so, uh, we in the morning meetup, we are reading A Total Money Makeover. Yep. And I'm, this is my first time reading this book. Yeah. Well, this particular book. But I've, you know, I've, I've listened to some of the principles and some of the principles that I'm learning now has tremendously helped me. And it seems like I've just been promoting Dave Ramsey like that. Dave, owe me a check. But it's not. It's just <laughs> I, I like the information. But what, I, what I'm having a challenge with is our, our culture, yep. especially in the entrepreneurial space,
1: really hate Dave Ramsey. I would. I'm you know what I mean? I'm going to have to agree with you. Why? Because I think that there are some truths and there are some boundaries in what he teaches. Um, but then I also feel like when you kind of know what you know, it's kind of like a, a, a hindsight type of moment where, if I look at myself and probably you and other high level entrepreneurs, I think that we've been able to attain our success by leveraging credit. Like that's how I got started. When I decided, I have
0: at, a couple leverages. That what, I've see what I'm saying? What, sure. When I got
1: started in 2016, when I said I'm no longer going to do full time work a worker job, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to go forward full, like full time entrepreneurship. I had forty thousand dollars in credit yeah. that I had available. I had a Discover card and two American Express, and that's how I got started. I said, if, if an average person is making forty thousand dollars a year and I got forty thousand dollars in credit, I could figure this thing out and make it. Mm-hmm. And I use my credit cards to pay my bills. I use my credit card to take care of my kids. I use my credit cards to keep food on the table. And I use my credit card to pay my child support. You hear me? Dang, I, I ain't joking. I still, I still, I'm going to get some cash back. I'm going to get some points. I still use my credit card to pay my child's support to this day. And my daughter is 15. She'll be 18 very soon, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the thing.
0: As I'm reading the book, yep. he told not one lie. No, he did not. No he, no, he don't tell lies. So it's, I think for, and this is, this is me looking from a branding perspective. Yeah. I like the fact that he stands on the fact that he says credit cards are evil. He says, I don't have not one credit card. Actually, me and Donnie was going back and forth, and she was like, he can't tell me that he ain't got one credit card in his wallet. I'm with Donnie. And I'm with Donnie. He said he said it in the book.
1: I'm with Donnie. Well, how is this so hard to believe? He makes tens of millions of dollars a year, so why would he need a credit card? Okay, so I think that at the point that maybe – you know, high level entrepreneurs like myself and you and other people who have uh, obtained a certain not, uh, a level of wealth, mm-hmm. we could probably stop using credit cards maybe at this point yes. when you make a certain dollar amount. But I think that at some point Dave Ramsey obtained wealth and then he probably stopped. And then he decided that, well, what is it that's something I could teach from a financial literacy standpoint that everybody would love and I can build an actual cult following on? Yes. And I feel like he did that. And he's like, oh, that is bad because guess what? He know that nine out of 10 people growing up in America, nobody was taught about debt and mm-hmm. credit cards and stuff like that. So we only know what we know. Mm-hmm. The only thing that we know right now is stay away from credit cards. They evil. They're going to get you in trouble. That's what our parents said. If they said anything about credit, that's what they told us. Yeah. But they didn't tell us much. hundred percent. So they at least told us that. So so Dave Ramsey knew that if I teach that, people will, it's it's an easy gravitation. Yeah. He don't he don't got a pool. They're going to run to him. Right. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. It makes sense. It sounds good. But- I've been, I've met Dave Ramsey. I've been at the Dave Ramsey studio. Like, on morning meetup yesterday, I showed pictures of me and Dave Ramsey talking together, shaking hands, like, I've been at his studio. We talking about his studio was like, nothing wrong with your studio. But it's like, it's like okay. 20 of these together, don't bro. Di- don't be disrespectful. Okay? No, you but I'm saying? But, I, but I, when, I, when you walk in that facility, yeah. it's like, am I in a museum or I'm in a Dave Ramsey studio? What are we doing? Where was it, where was it at? In Tennessee.
0: Tennessee. And it's off of on the
1: back row. I don't, I don't remember the area, but it's like off on the back row off the expressway by itself. Ain't none bad. So think so think about this. So I I leveraged
0: a strategy of debt to obtain this building, but I own it free and clear. Mm-hmm. So Dave Ramsey probably makes 20, 30 the amount of times the amount of money that I make. And mm-hmm. and He's been doing it forever. For sure. So I can see how you can back, especially in nowhere, Tennessee. Yep. This building was 500,000. Let's say his facility was 2 million. You probably can't get that for 2 million in Atlanta, but wherever that it might be 2 million, a million or whatever. Yeah. I could see him paying cash for that. He makes tens of millions of dollars. I don't know how much he does, but. You got to go one day. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, but it's not impossible that- No, I'm not. Took no, a few man. million dollars. Yeah, yeah. And here's why, here's why. And I think, and we'll, we can have this conversation about <laughs> credit and debt. <laughs> and, I, and I'm i not saying don't use credit. Yeah, I think there are more people that are financially irresponsible that don't need Absolutely. credit cards, that need to read this book and they need to be afraid of credit cards Absolutely. or they're going to keep getting in debt. Yeah. But when I started my t-shirt brand, I took $700 and I bought some t-shirts, sold those, took that money, sold more and that process never stopped. Yeah. And for the first few years, I didn't use credit at all because my credit was trash. I couldn't use credit. Yeah. So I just had to keep flipping my money and stop spending so much. Yeah. So I can see that if I had done this over 10 years, I could own a $2 million building,
1: yeah, flat out cash. I agree with that. So here's here's the thing I wanna, because when I met Dave, I actually was following his principles because at that time I was in financial services and at financial mm-hmm. advisement with life insurance and retirement planning. Yep. So when I met him, um, I thought that everything that he was teaching was spot on. I still think that it's spot on because he talks about establishing an emergency fund, planning the right way, planning for college, paying your house off, removing all forms of debt because he's teaching the fundamentals. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I had a I had a clothing brand at one point, and I had to let it go because I was working a job, and I was trying to use the money that I was paying bills with and take care of my family, and I was trying to do my clothing business too. And it just got to a point that I just – didn't have enough money to continue to sustain the business.
0: But but I don't think, especially for entrepreneurs, it's not that you don't have enough money. You're probably spending the profits on rent. I'm, I'm financially stable. I know, but math <laughs> is math. <laughs> yeah, If I have a t-shirt yeah. and the profit from that t-shirt is $20 and I yeah. sold it for $30, it cost me $10, the profit is $20. Yeah. If I sell 100 of those... That's two grand.
1: That is two grand.
0: But the problem is I have the two grand and then I still have the other 10. So yeah. now I have $3,000 that I can invest right back into it. Yep. If you're paying yourself out of profits, then it becomes, I don't have enough money yep. to buy anymore. Or you got a whole bunch of inventory.
1: Yeah. Right. That was the So bomb. your
0: money is tied in the inventory. Was the it was the, yep. But the strategy I think that Dave is saying is, yo, go sell that. Well, sell that 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 extra before yep. you print something else. Yep. Sell that, then have the money. It's a yep. now it is a slower bird. Yep. It's slower.
1: Yep. It's slow. But yep. I think to each his own, man. Mm-hmm. To each his own. Look, I love what Dave teaches. I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. I just, I just on the, uh, being on the other side of the coin now. I just see how success is possible leveraging credit. That's yes. all I'm saying.
0: I feel that because I do leverage credit, so That's I don't want to be hypocritical.
1: <laughs> don't use a credit card, and then
0: I. <laughs> I don't even know where my debit card is, bro. Like I don't I
1: don't use a debit card. So at all. my question to you is, do you really think that Dave Ramsey don't have a credit card?
0: hundred percent. Oh, okay. All right. And this is what I love about him. Because and I was actually talking about it on the morning meetup this morning. You have to have if you want to like really grow and be like big time, yeah, you have to have an enemy. And you have to be so convicted about the thing that you, I can 100%. What does he need a credit card for? If his message is y'all don't have a credit card and he makes tens of millions of dollars a year, why would he have a credit card? I know I wouldn't if I built my career that way. I wouldn't leverage credit. I wouldn't leverage debt at all. And my bragging point would be I pay for this cash. I pay for that cash. I went out and got some more money to pay for it, but I don't have to leverage it. If his whole brand is about that, I don't think I don't I honestly don't think he has any debt. And I can see how. It's possible to not have that.
1: Well, when I put up my credit card points the other day, you you sent me a message like, so now you can't do that.
0: That no, bro. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to be a hypocrite
1: because I <laughs> use, I got millions of points. <laughs> that's bro. what I'm saying.
0: So I, like I do my use points. I do use it. I like my points because I'm I'm responsible enough to pay it off.
1: Okay, yeah, I got you.
0: Yeah. How many people you think are responsible enough to pay off their credit card after use after they use it? Percentage wise,
1: nope, not none.
0: This is why okay. I love. This is why I love. Not him, but what he's doing. What he's teaching. Because I have a lane, and it's unwavering, and I can defend my point. Yep. These are the people that I'm talking to. I'm not talking to Dion. Oh, Dion ain't feeling me? That so what? David Chance <laughs> eight. Oh, he's going to keep using <laughs> his credit card? I'm not worried about him. But that person who got $10,000 on their, debit card, their credit card, and they have no idea how to fix this problem. Mm. That's who I'm talking to. Got so it. you have to have a market. You yeah. got to have a target market. Yeah. I like that. Which you have a target market I of do. people who want who need to leverage. That's it. So educate me on the leveraging of No, no, first off, tell me about the software, because gotcha. it took you a while to
1: build it. Yeah, it did, yeah. Um, so this is this is how this came about. Um I went to a conference, you know Russell Brunson, right? Yeah. So I went not this past one, but I went the year before that. And I'm at this conference. And two things stuck out to me that Russell said, and he said that um, he put up on the the screen, he was showing his company, and his biggest department was customer service. I said, oh, man. And he was like, if you're not focused on customer service, you're going to have a problem with your business. If you're trying to grow, you're trying to scale. I said, all right, got it. I said, I got to focus on customer service. That's good. And then he said one thing that really hit me hard. He said, if you don't have a SaaS, like if you don't have a continuity product and service in your business, you don't have a business. That's what he said. If you don't have a SaaS. If you don't have a continuity period. A continuity. Something that's a monthly reoccurring subscription that people can pay for to have access to, whether it's you or a software, which is a SaaS. Mm -hmm. He said, you don't have a business. He said, you need monthly Hmm. reoccurring revenue. He said, look at all of the big companies. And so I looked and I'm like, you know what? I'm like Netflix. I'm like Amazon Prime. I'm looking at all these companies like, yo, that makes sense. YouTube. It's free. YouTube Plus. That's crazy. I was like, wow. So then in that moment, which was last year, right around maybe August, September is when I went there. That's when I started to develop the software. Mm. And I didn't launch it until... We did not We did like a soft launch, maybe February-ish of this year. Um, but we really didn't do a hardcore launch until like March of this year. So what does the software do? Um, it leverages a credit compliance standard called Metro to Compliance. And it has artificial intelligence built into it where... Uh, with one click of a button, you can generate and send off Metro 2 compliant letters, send them to the credit bureaus, and just wait on results.
0: What's Metro 2 compliance?
1: Um, compliance standard that was put in place in 1997 by the CDIA, which is essentially the credit bureaus plus INIVIS. So Experian, Equifax, TransUnion, INIVIS, they put together a compliance standard in 1997 to protect consumers against wrongful information that should not be reporting. So they said instead of consumers having to complain to us that information is reported that shouldn't be reporting, we're going to put together a compliance standard of reportability. So if information that is reported on David Shans or Dion's report that shouldn't be there, if it doesn't meet the compliance standard to be there, it has to be deleted because it jeopardized the integrity of the information that is being reported at all.
3: Mm-hmm. So like,
1: let's just say if... You had an AT&T bill, but they sold it to a collection agency. If you don't know that they sold it and there's no communication with you, that jeopardized the integrity of information being reported because you didn't know that it was there. Got it. Got it. Okay. So Metro took compliance as opposed <clears throat> to like, the only one true legal way in order to repair somebody's credit from a repair perspective is factual disputing. That's facture? factual Factual disputing. Okay. So when you take the national exam to be certified, which I took past with flying colors and all my mentees take it as well, you'll learn that they're, they're only teaching factual disputing. That's the only real credit repair method is factual disputing. That's it. Consumer laws, when you're digging into the actual laws to protect yourself as a consumer, that's totally different. Factual disputing is saying, when I look at my credit report, can you verify that I own this account? Can you verify that all the information is accurate across the board? Can you verify that you're asking for verification of this information? With Metro 2, we're not asking for verification. We're saying it does not meet the requirements to even be reported So you can't report, Mm. you you can't report it. Why are you reporting something that shouldn't even be reported? It goes against your standard that you put in place in 1997. So this is something that's almost three decades old Mm. that I'm introducing, that I've educated myself on, I'm introducing to everybody and everybody's like, wait a minute,
0: what the hell? Promo code, big deal at checkout, and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer. Okay, I'll see you at the summit, and don't forget to use promo code. Big deal.
1: What's going on? Mm-hmm. And it's getting tremendous results. So, creating this software, I'm just essentially fighting fire with fire, essentially because you look at it when we send in letters to the credit bureaus, it's not that it's the credit bureaus that is really the determined factor in which items are gonna stay or get deleted. When we send in letters to the credit bureaus, a human opens up the letters, mm-hmm. but they feed it into a machine called EOSCAR. EOSCAR is an online Metro 2 compliant-based web-coded machine. So when you send in a letter to the credit bureaus, they feed it into a machine. There's not enough human manpower to read all these means of letters <laughs> that go in every week. So just we could just make that clear, right? Mm-hmm. So they feed it to a machine. The machine is a Metro 2 compliant based automated machine. It's called EOSCAR. Mm-hmm. So when you send it in there, if you send it in there, let's just say, I'm not, I'm not saying people not getting results with consumer law and factually dispute because they do. You're not getting the type of results that you're going to get with a Metro 2 compliant letter because you're speaking the language with a Metro 2 compliant machine when you send in a Metro 2 letter. Got it. So if you send in a facture dispute letter, you may get some results, but then it may come out on the other end, and now you're leaving the credit bureaus to say, okay, well, what did this machine say? let's look at this. You're not going to get the results you want because what most people don't realize is that the credit bureaus, and this is on exam too, it's a question on exam to say, does the credit bureaus play dirty games and tricks to keep items reported on your credit profile? <laughs> the answer to that is yes. Right. The reason why the answer to that is yes is because the credit bureaus get paid to report. So everything that's on our credit report, they're getting paid oh. every single month that they report. So if you send in a letter and you fighting with them... They're gonna be like, we're gonna do everything in our power to try to stall them out, try to say we verified it. they're gonna lie, they're gonna, cause the credit bureaus are just an LLC, like me, you, our business. Yeah. They just wanna get paid. They ain't yeah. tripping on nothing. But they but the reality is that they're standing in the way of consumers actually becoming homeowners. Like, yeah. I wanna buy my family house, I can't because I got this bankruptcy or I got this collection, I got whatever's on my credit report. I need to get this stuff off. Yeah. But when you send in the Metro 2 letter, you just communicated with a with a machine that just says, what does these codes say? It says delete. We just gonna delete. It don't matter the account type. Okay. So was that? Good? This, was that yeah, yeah. 100 percent Okay, we can clap it up because I was
0: gonna clap it up.
1: I wanna make sure I ain't lose nobody though. That's there all. There right.
0: are uh no, I I I got an understanding of it too. That's good. Here's my question. I have a a furniture loan. Yep. I bought it. But I did I stopped paying. Yep. And they reported on my credit. Yep. I owe that money. Yes? Yes, or no? you
1: do. Yes, you, you owe the money. You owe it. You so, borrowed it and you owe it. Right. Yep.
0: So how does this system help the person who actually owes the money?
1: That's a great question. So here's what I'm gonna say. Just because you get items removed from your credit report does not mean you you're still not obligated to pay the debt. Mm. Removing it from your credit report allows other banks and creditors to view your credit report and say, you clean, good bill of health. We'll do business with you. Mm-hmm. Now you may still owe that creditor the money and they can still pursue you for the, for the funds. They can seek litigation, do whatever they want to do. That don't mean that you don't owe the debt. So when people say, oh, I got $300,000 in student loans deleted, I'm clapping for y'all. And I'm telling my main teachers so you know, you still owe that money. <laughs> if, if, if Sally may or whoever wants to try to still come get the money, now go get your house. You good. You free and you clear. You can do that. But you still owe the money. You don't not owe the money. So yeah. like the, the creditors got to almost not want to pursue you any, any further to collect the debt. Like that's, that's the only thing. But you can get all it removed. Right. Yeah, you can get it removed. You can, you can go run up a bag and clean your credit repair and do it all over again. But you still owe that money. So if, let's say for instance, I submit a letter to get this taken off. Yep.
0: What's stopping that creditor from adding it back? Or they might just,
1: but you yeah. have that time period Yeah. after you got everything clean. Okay, so two things. If you are doing, let's just say, factual disputing, there's a highly likely, there's a high likely chance of it actually coming back because if a company is open and they active and they're reporting, they'll say, well, the credit bureau's removed it, but we still are legally bad to this, bound to this person and we're still reporting. So within 30 days or 45, it may come back. Mm-hmm. The difference between that and Metro 2 compliance is, remember, we're, we're attacking the credit bureaus based upon reportability. Mm-hmm. So because you put together a legal compliance standard and put that in place and the information re- was reporting and we removed it based upon it, it, it went against compliance standard, the likelihood of it coming back is not is not likely. We don't mm. like when you use Metro 2, stuff don't come back. So companies
0: haven't, I guess, gotten sophisticated enough to figure out how to legally report this stuff. To where that that compliance letter won't work. You know what I mean? Like so I would Correct. imagine
1: yeah. this compliance letter is not gonna work with a student loan. It works with everything. The only the only thing that I haven't seen it actually work for is like a like a government, government student loan, like a real government student loan. Got it. That's different. Because they they're they're Following their own yeah, rules. Yeah, they ain't worried much. about none of that other stuff y'all talk about. The yeah. government's <laughs> like, oh, we the government. The government's some gangsta. I, I haven't been able, but any, any and everything else, delete it, bro. You want huh. me to show you some stuff? You want to see some stuff? Yeah, show me some stuff. I Yo, know you know some what's stuff. crazy?
0: Something hit my credit uh, we could get it out. a month ago. Yeah, I need that. We can get it off. I don't even yeah. recognize. I, it's not even mine.
1: <laughs> and, 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 that happens though,
0: because uh, how many Dave you know like there's a lot of people with your name. Here's what made me mad. I joined was like $17. You feel me? Like, come on. <laughs> what are we talking about right now?
1: Look at that.
3: Read, this
0: morning, read, my mom. Read that for them, please. This morning, my mom, oh, 16 hours ago. Uh this morning my mom called and told me her bankruptcy was de- deleted. A bankruptcy. Come on, bro. Come on. It's okay, but Somebody files bankruptcy. Yep. And it's deleted off of their credit report. Yep. Where does it go, bro? And what is the. Uh, maybe I don't. Okay, where does it go?
1: What do you mean? Where does it go? It just gets deleted from reporting. It gets deleted from it reporting. Report, yeah, it was just reporting on there for whoever they went and filed the bankruptcy with, and it's no longer reporting that they filed a bankruptcy.
0: So the company, whoever. They'll let's say, say more well, if you <laughs> want to scroll. You can scroll. I mean,. You know. Your score changed eighty four points. I got eighty four. Okay, eighty four okay, points up. Okay, dang, yeah. This person went from 463 to seven sixty
1: two. Yeah, that's wild. We changing lives, man. All right, uh, one round wow. at a time. We changing lives. One round at a time. Money points.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So okay, where was where was I? Where was I? Okay. Wells Fargo. Yep. Forecloses on your house because they were the lender.
1: Yep. You submit this letter, it gets taken off the report. So that's an eviction, right? You got evicted from your house.
0: Uh, is it? I don't yeah, know that's a a bankruptcy. it yeah, Yeah, you got evicted. You got evicted. And then you got to file bankruptcy. Then the, the bank takes the house back, yes?
1: Yep. Okay. Yep.
0: What does Wells Fargo do now?
1: They are going to look to pursue you to get the money.
0: <sighs> yeah, well,
1: when you file bankruptcy, it's there's all no in- money to it's, get anywhere. It's, it's all included in there. So like when you file bankruptcy, whatever debt you owe, whatever you want to include, unless you say, don't include my house, don't include my car. So now if you file bankruptcy and you keep your house, you keep your house.
0: So bankruptcy is just a filing mm-hmm. that's saying, yo, listen, I give it all up. I'm out the game.
1: Yep. Okay? Depending like on you- which chapter you file, yes, there's different what chapters. So like you can file and say, take it all, I'm out. Or you can say, you know what? I want my house and my car because those are the essentials for, for life. So you can say, let me keep my house, let me keep my car, and just roll everything into a bankruptcy. And you just kind of, you know, you pay the bankruptcy off.
0: And the bankruptcy is supposed to stay for how long?
1: Uh, based upon statute of limitations, most states is about seven years.
0: Seven years. And yep. then it just falls off. Then
1: then you just be, you're,
0: you've
1: you been made anew. You've been made anew. But see, with Metro 2, we're going to make you a new new fast. Yeah. So, if it was supposed to be on there for let's just say seven years and you come in to use the software and you learn about it, you say, dang, this thing been on there for two years. I wonder if it could get it off. And then you see that, you say, dang, my mama just woke up, her bankruptcy been deleted. And mama is free and clear. Now, mama go get another house, another car, whatever Uh, she needs.
0: I love, okay, I love this conversation. I feel like it's just too easy though, man. Like it's, uh, I know. And somebody's gonna attack me for this, I can feel I can just feel <laughs> it. Can feel, you can't get bankruptcies deleted. And uh
1: but I did the person they did say that they got You want to see some more? I can show you some more. I no. get, bro I could do this all day. In the last like nine months, we've deleted about 76 bankruptcies, bro. Really? Yeah,
0: bro. Who benefits who okay? Who benefits from a bankruptcy being on your credit?
1: That's That's a hard answer, other than the bankruptcy company, Um, because the consumer don't they don't really benefit. They really don't. Right. That's a that's a hard one. I guess the
0: consumer benefit because they don't they have no more debt now.
1: They just yeah, but then now nobody wants to touch me with a ten foot pole. Right, but then they just got to read Dave Ramsey's book.
0: (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) So you don't need they'll actually. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to The Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Now I like Dave even more, okay? <laughs> he's probably talking to the person who filed bankruptcy he's going to teach you how to build your life back because you don't need credit anyway.
1: Yeah. And here's why, here's why, here's why this is, this is so weird. When I say this, it's going to flip y'all out because I'm probably sure this is probably one of your next questions. To use the software, it's only $147. Okay. So we're dealing bankruptcies, repossessions, student loans for $147 a month.
0: Bro, I, I hope this works, man, because you
1: know, they're going to attack me if it doesn't come they're going to come and attack me if it don't work, but it's worked. A hundred and forty seven dollars. Well, I I don't have that's why I got all these students, cause it actually works. Yeah. It works. That's mm. just a starting rate plan because the reality is that we have some individuals that just want to just do their credit. But then um I also have uh CROs who are using the software as well. CRO. Credit repair organization owners. So they're using your software. They're using my software. So they uh-huh. come and they use the software and they're like, okay, cool. So we so when developing the software I had to create rate plans that work for individual consumers. And then I already knew that CRO owners was going to come and use the software. So we got people that are running that company. So I had to create rate plans for them as well, too. Mm. So you can start at as little as 147 a month. And it goes all the way up to like a thousand a month. Because people are, you know, helping hundreds of people every single month. So I wanted to be able to support them as well. Okay. Someone's
0: going to have to try to stop this.
1: I believe it. I believe it. When you do it, like... Because what I'm doing is not, it's not ordinary, it's extraordinary. It's revolutionizing the game because when you think about credit repair and, and credit enhancement, it's always been this ugly, nasty stigma to it. Like, yeah. Because you paid somebody $1,000 or $1,500, and you sit back waiting because you want to get a house, you want to get a car, you want to get a fresh new start, and they gave you nothing. Mm-hmm. They gave you nothing. And so now we, when people think about credit repair, they just think, oh, my God, here we go, another credit repair person. right?" And so when you look at what I'm doing now, people are actually getting results Mm -hmm. and they're like, yo, I didn't pay nobody a thousand dollars. So now what we're doing is, is we're not like, we're taking away people feeling robbed and fishing for the people. I said, I want to follow a biblical principle where I want to, I don't want to fish for you because I can only feed you for a day. But if I teach you how to fish, I can feed you for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So now I'm empowering the people to come and learn Metro to compliance, learn the fundamentals and basis of what credit is, how it works, get a fresh new start, and then now you take this software and not only have you helped yourself but why don't you help somebody in your family mm. why don't you now people are saying okay good this worked for me I know how this works I got results I don't feel weird this is this is a good feeling let me go help somebody else and so now I got people that are doing this part-time they're working a job making two three thousand dollars extra a month then I have people who were running a credit repair organization or wanted to start one and they're using the software to actually start one and they're getting results as well too so like you said, yeah, the, so I don't know who's going to try. I don't know if it's going to be the government. I don't know if it's going to be the credit bureaus. I don't know who, but when you're doing stuff like this, you're always going to have an enemy. When you move with the type of um, you know passion and integrity that I have and you're doing good stuff, the enemy is always coming. Gotcha. Okay, and, and even as you were talking, someone that has felonies
0: or something like that, right, mm-hmm. they can get their record expunged,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I guess the reason they have the record is to tell other people that. Is that my baby yelling? She just don't care, bro. <laughs> the kids, they got no home training. They just yell. <laughs> it's wild. But the reason the person has a record is to show other people hey, this person has done some weird stuff in their day. Correct. But I guess getting your record expunged. Nobody's really mad at that cuz it's like all right well you know I said I'm sorry yeah. I served my time or whatever right. let me get my record expunged so yeah. nobody else can see what happened in my past. Yeah yeah. But I guess the, this this credit repair game is the same mm-hmm. right? Yep. Because you just figure out
1: a way to get your record expunged. Exactly.
0: So that you can go out and kind of make better decisions. Yeah
1: and I think it's man, that was a, that was a great analogy you could um right. that was good. Thanks. And it's like what I what we see a lot in the credit enhancement industry is a lot of people are it's like we don't really use credit until we become adults. Mm. Like now that I'm like oh, I'm I'm starting a date and I'm gonna get married and now I got kids. Now I want to get a house. I need a car, I need reliable transportation. So we don't really start learning or wanting to use credit until we're older. But then what happens is is some of our past younger mistakes. Now we got this collection, we got this collection. We forgot about the cell phone bill. So now I'm having to be an adult and I'm trying to adult, but I'm living with a 580 credit score. Nobody wants to give me a chance. So this is you got people who are living with their past mistakes and and, and things of that nature trying to become an adult. Mm-hmm. And you got to go through this process to repair and rebuild. Gotcha. I mean? Yep.
0: So before you launched this software, what were you doing professionally?
1: Um the the way that I end up launching the software is because I actually was, I was providing this, the credit repair service. Like I was actually doing credit repair for some years. Um, And the reason why I was doing that is because I was running a solar renewable energy company. And in order for my customers to go solar, they had to have a 650 credit score in order Mm. to get in order to get no money down solar. So I said, but also you were selling solar. Yep. I I had my own solar company where we were were going again. We were door knocking door to door again. I don't know about this door knocking thing with me, (laughs) but we was door knocking door to door um, and educating homeowners on solar renewable energy panels that go on the top of their house where I had an install crew, install team, and I had had 100 agents nationwide where we were servicing about 18 different states and we were just going door to door, educating people about solar and selling them solar renewable energy systems on the top of their house. And so we were submitting like 100 plus apps a month, but only about a good maybe 15 to 20% of them would qualify. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yo, we losing a lot of money because there's good money in solar. Anybody in solar, they know. Like, yeah. bro, I was making like 20, 30 grand a house. Dang. Per house. How much does the solar cost? Um, the solar system average is about 40 grand. That's the average. Average kilowatts is about eight About eight kilowatts. So about 20. About they you half million. of that? Well, the thing about it is, is the government incentivized people to go solar.
0: Right, 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 right,
1: and that's that's what ended up pulling me out of that industry is because I was waiting on like the president to pass certain renewable energy laws so that the promises that I that we would make it to the homeowners would, would stick that they would get their rebate checks mm-hmm. they would be able to file this stuff on their taxes and get tax return incentives it was a it was a whole it was I got out of it because I was like I can't control this I'm out yeah. like I need to be able to be in control and for me customer service is key I'm like I pride myself on that because I believe in treating people how you want to be treated and I couldn't it was too many uncontrollable variables but. I started the credit repair company while doing that, um, and I started that company around 2019 ish, right when I was leaving out of the door knocking from life insurance sales because I did that for a few years too. But I did that in order to get people qualified to go solar. Got but it. what ended up happening was I saw it was like I was going out there struggling to get solar sales, even though the money was good. The money was great. We did millions doing that too. But I saw more people gravitate towards I need I need credit I need the credit repair. So it was more people, I was, people was coming on this end for the credit repair and I was having to go get people for solar. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. And I was like, I don't like how this feels anyway. So let me get out of this one and let me just, let me just put my focus energy here. And it just, it just blew up, went out of control.
0: Yeah. But, um, is it credit repair illegal in some States?
1: It's illegal in Georgia for sure. It's considered a misdemeanor. Really? Was you doing it in Georgia? No. So I moved here. They trying to get me, he trying to get me out. Look, you see, you, see, you see, y'all see what I'm you asking are. all the questions that my audience would attack me for, okay? So. I right, watch it. So look, so when I moved here, when I moved here, I've been here almost about 18 months now. Mm-hmm. So when I moved here, I knew that. Oh, so you weren't even
0: in Georgia at the time.
1: No, nah, I was I was in, I was I was back in Chicago when I was gotcha. when I got started and stuff. That's where the company was formatted and everything. So I was mm-hmm. pretty much safe. But when I moved here, I knew that. And so I said, I gotta figure something out. And so I really didn't want to continue to provide the service because I didn't want to do that. But then when I went to ClickFunnels, that rung a bell. But then before I even went to ClickFunnels, I started teaching other people how to run a six or seven figure credit repair company mm. and do it the way I was doing it. Anyway, so I had already started teaching. Right. But then when I went to that conference, that's when I started working on the software. So when it come down to actually doing credit repair, like I don't do that. I, I dissolve that company right. like holistically. And I just focus on teaching other people how to do what is what I do and how gotcha. to become me. Yep.
0: how so? When you say credit repair is illegal, it seems like there's a lot of people that do credit repair in Georgia, no? Yeah. yeah. Why they? What's going on?
1: <laughs> you asking me? or You asking them?
0: I'm asking. <laughs> you if it's illegal, yeah. How is everybody still? How's everybody doing
1: it? Yeah, I don't I don't think nobody I'm just keeping it real. Are they calling
0: it something different?
1: That's what I think is happening. Yeah. Cuz I cuz I see people that's doing I I ain't no I ain't no horn I'm just I'm staying in my lane. I'm doing what I do. So, I mean, you know, shout out to them, I guess. I don't condone it. I don't teach nothing funny. It's so illegal in Georgia. It's a misdemeanor, man. Dang. Mhm. Y'all can look that up. That's
0: hard. That's hard. Uh, That's not cool to I, just, know, I, I know, but there's something like happening to, to where most, pe- a lot of people are doing it. Unless it's just one of those things that, you know, like in the 90s, everybody was selling weed. You knew it was illegal, but he's like, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Hey, y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Eufy lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they...
2: investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corian.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T dot com. Corian.com. <laughs>
0: you might as well. You know what I mean? But they yeah. but they're but nobody was publicly saying, Hey, y'all know I sell weed, they put a little funnel together. <laughs> <laughs> no but, they, it wasn't. but I'm just saying. Yeah. So how yeah. are they doing it and how are they promoting this if it's illegal? I can
1: tell you what I see. Okay. What I see people promoting who are in Georgia who may be doing credit repair is um they will call it like consultation services. So instead of like actually charge you for credit repair, they would charge you for like the consultation to kind of review your credit profile, tell you what issues and tell you what you should do. Tell you what you should do.
0: Oh. So the credit repair thing is I take your stuff and I file the paper mm-hmm. to the yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. But yeah. yours is not credit repair. No, what well, I, I mean? No, it's
1: no, it's not credit repair. It's credit enhancement. Because all we're doing is we're leveraging a compliance standard that was put in place. So it's not a credit repair method. It's a compliance standard that was put in place. That's it. I got you. Yeah.
0: And because you have the credit repairs, because you're just holding them to their standard. That's it. It just so happens that your credit gets better. That's it. I got you. There you
1: go. But you're not
0: promoting, I can repair your credit.
1: Never, not a, not a day. Nope. Nope.
0: We can just make sure the stuff is accurate.
1: That's it. We're going to just, we're going to make sure it's accurate. And whatever's not supposed to be reporting, ain't reporting. We ain't doing no repair. That's good, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You handle these questions
0: really well. Oh, man. Okay? Yeah. I always, I like, when anyone does anything around credit, the reason yeah. I, I wanted to have you on is because it's interesting because you're an entrepreneur and you got your own software and people yeah. are licensing your software. And mm-hmm. That's that's interesting
1: to me. Mm-hmm. Anytime somebody says something about credit, bro. You ain't trying to talk to them. No. Yeah, see? See, you feel that way. Imagine how the world feels Who've paid people And didn't get rid of no results yeah. Just come on over here Let us take care of you That's it Well yes. not let us take care But you take care of yourself Yeah watch your mouth Yeah see Watch your mouth go.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Goodness gracious man And here's something cool too And people love it When I tell you I just, I just believe in just providing So much value um, When I put together this software I say I know people Are not going to understand it They're not going to get it So what can we do To help the people So I have I got a few community managers who are like, this is my support team for the software. They do live free training, bro. Three okay. times a week. Oh wow! Live. Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, as of right now, is the schedule. So anybody that wants to use the software, they can, they can get on a live call for an hour. And we just break down the basics, the fundamentals, help you understand what's going on. Whether you are trying to enhance your own credit or whether you're trying to run a credit report organization and make some money, we help you hold your hand through the process. Gotcha. Because most time you pay people, and you be like, where you at? Yeah. And you got to chase up behind them. No, nah, if, you, if you're if you paying for this software, you're paying for this service, we're trying to figure out where you at. It's different, bro. Dang. Yep.
0: And I just realized that my boy
1: is doing something illegal. Who? Oh, one of your friends? Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. He's
0: fixing one of my other friends' credit. <laughs> and my other friend's mad because it's taking too long. My boy's like, you ought to be off in two months. It's been more than two months, and now they beefing because he's re- illegally
1: repairing <clears throat> credit. When I was actually, when I was doing credit repair. This is so bad. I yeah. feel like I need to tell yeah. him. That's crazy. That he needs to know. The one thing, see, see, I tell people this all the time. If somebody says they're going to repair your credit and they give you a timeline, you best run. That's crazy. You can't, how can you promise something that you're not in control of? I'm sending sure. in a letter to... Three different bureaus. Then you got secondary bureaus who report information. You got court buildings. You got come on now, you got lawyers. How can I promise you something that I don't even control?
0: That's, yeah, that's
1: fact now if I said I'm gonna be at your house at 605, I can control that. Yeah. For the most part, because we got traffic too. But if I leave out early enough, here, I brother, I get there early on time, yeah. I could get there. Credit repair, you promise somebody some time. You crazy. First that, off, that's off, not gonna work. Illegal. If you no, in Atlanta, if you are in Georgia, yo, <laughs> stop it. Okay, I'm trying to save you misdemeanor jail talk. You can go to jail for that, right? It's a misdemeanor. I don't, I don't know about jail, jail, but I know it's a misdemeanor. I ain't never did nothing illegal. I don't know. I don't. You wouldn't know, cause yeah, yeah I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't know. Either. Anybody here repair credit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna put you on blast, but do you? Anybody here? <laughs> you got some friends that
1: repair credit, don't you? What's that? You don't know What's that? that. What's that? <laughs> What's that? I don't know yeah. what you're talking about, officer. Well, I, w- I would say this for the people that may be watching this who, you know, be like, I'm, I'm in the credit repair service. Never promise. Like, just set the proper expectation. I can't tell you how long it's going to take. Yeah. Just know that I'm going to do my job. I can promise you I'm going to do my job. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's going to take. But that's, that's just setting the proper expectation. I think that when people start telling you times, they're saying that just to, it's a money grab at that point for me. You're just trying to get the money and, you know. It run off.
0: I'm trying to find state's credit repair Yeah, Check it is, out. let's say legal. Okay. Let's go on a positive note. Uh, It doesn't really have a, it is illegal and a misdemeanor to operate a credit repair service company of this type under Georgia law. See? I wonder, is credit repair illegal in Texas? The state of Texas requires a credit repair bond
1: for a surety company. Yep. So when I was doing it in, in the Chicagoland area, I had a, I had a surety bond. I was paying like, uh, was, it was, and that's actually was cheap. It was like three hundred dollars for the year. Mm-hmm. I went through a company called Surety One, and uh, the agent she was really nice. So I, I just renewed that every year because you never know when somebody's going to complain, somebody want to try to come after you. You just got to kind of have that. That's your insurance for your actual insurance company, just in case if somebody try to complain. That complaint will go through that company, and you know they have they got lawyers on standby to gotcha. protect you and stuff like that. So okay. you, so in certain states you do have to have. Um, insurance, which would be a surety bond for your credit repair organization.
0: Yep. Mm, okay. yeah. what do you do with your money?
1: Um. So... Too personal? Nah, this no, this is... I ain't, I ain't tripping. Um, I, heard, I heard some groans in the room. Yeah, oh, they did. What do you do <laughs> you with your money? Um. I recently invested into some real estate. So I got 124 units currently right now. Yes. Yeah. So I did that. Um. What else do I invest my money in? Um... Shoot, I'm trying to think. You buy any stupid stuff with your money? Yep, I definitely did that. I love I'm from the stupid. hood, bro. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I got to be irresponsible a little bit. Most irresponsible
0: <laughs> purchase that you made, and you look back and you was like,
1: I ain't have to do that. I didn't have to do that. Um, dang, I think I I don't know. Um, I don't know. I bought a Lamborghini. I guess I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to buy. I didn't have to buy a Lamborghini. But yeah. but I'm like, yo. I, I think I made it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I looked up, man, and I had I had made uh a lot of money. Um did you think? It was just this I'm past just year.
0: Let me ask you this. <laughs> How long you been with your wife?
1: Fourteen years. Wow. I'm, i had to get that right. Can't mess that one up. Fourteen years. Congratulations, man. Yeah, 14 years.
0: How has her spending habits changed?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um So my wife, she would tell you this, um, I'm the financially savvy one. I handle all of the bills. I do Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Um, And and we got to try to keep the money away from the wife, okay? Because she spends that stuff. There's
0: an Amazon package that comes to my house every single single
1: day. day. Here's what's crazy.
0: They bring the package in and put it by the door. There's a pile
1: of boxes that you haven't even opened. For sure. sure. How do you know this? Oh, no, you're dealing with it, too. That's crazy. Oh, you thought I was in your house? No, this is my home, bro. No, that, that's serious. Like, they delivering boxes, and then right by the door, there's boxes that hasn't been opened yet. That's crazy. <laughs> we go through the I didn't even thing. think about that. <laughs> because Damn. it becomes so normal. Yeah, that's crazy work. Wow. Yeah, she, I'm sure she blaming it on the kids. The baby needed. Yeah, my wife, I, I remember I remember having a, uh, my wife don't even care about me talking about this. I remember having to.
0: I hope my wife doesn't care.
1: I, I yeah. I had to have a coming to Jesus moment with my wife in the car one day. We had went to the mall and we were like shopping for other people's birthdays and I accumulated, I, I, I did the math and I said, I said, babe, we got in the car. This was the third day I think to I said, we got in the car, I said, babe, you just spent $11,000 in the mall in these last three days. I need you to relax. <laughs> I said, no more mom for you for a while. She was like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? What? I said, I said, bro, we were going to shop for other people. I said, and then you like, can we go in here? I said, and I didn't even really pay attention. I'm not even mm-hmm. really thinking about it. I said, but I did the math and the math is crazy, babe. Yeah. I said, 11,000 in three days. I said, you got to stay away. Mm -hmm. So she's the wife She just you know She'll do her thing Yeah But see On
0: on both sides There's two sides to it Because we want to be able To provide that kind of Especially yo
1: 14 years But see I was going to tell you that This is So being together 14 years My wife me and my wife Have been through A lot of counseling right Mm -hmm. What I learned is that Her love language One of her love languages Gifts Mm -hmm. So I let her do So that I don't deny Basically me saying I love you to her But then I also have to Kind of bring it back a little bit too. But I know that that's her love language. So, you know, I got to kind of cater to that a little bit too.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I I think it's two sides. One is like, dang,
3: you're spinning the bread, but. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
0: 14 years, she you deserve, deserve it. it. She deserves it, bro. You deserve it.
3: And I mean, we
0: all talk about we going out to go hard for our family. Well, that's what it looks like. So we'll, for sure, I will roast my wife, my wife for sure, yes. but it's not, it's not enough to make an argument about it. That's it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's why we go out to try to provide for the family, yeah. right?
1: And I try to, when I, when I bring those type of financial conversations to the wife, I try to bring it in a strategic way. Mm-hmm. I say, babe, I love what you're able to do, but and as, and I go into the the bad part. And so when I when I bring the nice part, she's able to accept. She's like, "Oh, you, oh, you look." Uh. Then she's like, "Oh, oh okay." Yeah. So I give her like, "I love that you're able to spend and do all this because like she just got the credit card; she could just do whatever she want to yeah. do." But I'm like, "You gotta kind of you know." So she understands; she gets it. Yeah,
0: you know? and I I think um, we've all and I don't even look at it like yo, wife don't spend. It's like we still have a responsibility to educate our spouse. So if you have a if you're a woman and your man d- isn't as financially literate, mm-hmm. you have a responsibility to educate that person. Correct, yeah. Not just so I don't want you spending my money, but yeah. let's both learn how money works. Absolutely. And you're empowering the other person too. So yeah. that's why I roast my wife so much. <laughs> but she's learning. She's you know, she's doing <laughs> Uh, so much better, our yeah. credit score like shot up.
1: That's good. Since we
0: met, like when we met, it yeah. was it was really really bad. Yeah. But that was around a time where I was learning. Yeah. So yeah. I, I got like a year jump on really understanding, yeah. okay, I should pay my bills, let's,
1: let's build my credit, stuff yeah. like that. So we all need somebody to educate yeah. us, so. And I, I, don't, I don't I don't want your wife to be the only one. My wife had bad credit too, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I my, had bad credit too. Yeah, when I met my wife, I had to walk her through. I thought she know? was coming in here, bro, I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I got
0: shook. <laughs> I saw the door open, I said. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of, But yeah But just being Being a husband I mean She takes a lot of loads She takes care of all the kids I was about to switch The whole yeah. story Yeah
1: Yeah but like my wife We went through all of that stuff man yeah. The whole credit stuff And you know yeah. And that's just A part of growing together And being together So 100%. 14 years together And going on Four years married So Congratulations bro. Yeah man Congratulations well,
0: look man This is a very insightful conversation man I I, I learned a lot And I need to I'm going to Use the software because they gotta get this little $17 off my. It was, I was so upset, bro. Yeah. And it, yo, it, it hit my. I, so I get a notification. And your score went down, too. Yeah, yo, it was like 25, 30 points, something like that, for $17. Yeah. yeah. Come on, let it drop for like a thousand. You <laughs> know what I mean? Let, right. me owe, let me owe two grand or something, but yeah. come on. And I don't even know what it is, so I don't think it's mine. But so this we'll, is, you but know, this is
1: why I teach, like, what I teach. Like, some people go get it. like, say, you got like a, Uh, uh, Capital One credit card right? They give super low limits But let's just say They gave you a limit Of a thousand dollars If you go out And you buy an outfit And a pair of shoes And that's eight hundred dollars And that's the only Credit card you got Your utilization now Has went to 80% utilization Your score just went down About a hundred points So you're like Dang it's just eight hundred dollars It's not about the eight hundred It's about how Your credit and the score Is calculated It's all about the algorithm How they actually Factor the score So that's It's more so about you Learning and being educated So I love teaching You know about credit and the fundamentals and how it works because we're changing the game, man.
0: For sure. Well, yeah. congratulations on your success, man. Um, let uh, uh, Oh, question for you. Yeah. Last question. What do you see yourself accomplishing in the next five years? And the only reason I'm asking this is because I want to be able to watch this interview five years from today yeah. and say, Dion said he was going to do that five years ago, and look, yeah. five years later, he accomplished it.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to be the person who was responsible for helping a lot of people become financially free. Um, I'm going to be the person that helped a lot of individuals lead their jobs, um, start their business, grow their business, and scale their business. I'd rather be with um, anything that's in the credit and financial literacy space and or in whatever niche that they're in. Um, I've already started this journey. It's already started. I got um, roughly about maybe 60 to 70 students who are making over six figures a year mm-hmm. through my coaching and teaching. And so we are on track to really you know, change the game. And so I'm going to be the guy that when you when you are five or ten years from now, and people are still sitting down and you're interviewing people because that's going to be there. Yeah. Um, they're going to be saying, Dion, help me." Yeah, like Deion, help me. And so that's that's what drives me. Is you get to a point in success in life where it's not about the money. I kind of feel like you know the money comes in so much, and I've made so much money that I'm not really worried about the money because I'm good, and my family is good. I want people to feel this feeling mm-hmm. of of financial freedom and success and longevity and, and and being able to say my family is good forever. I love it. I'm gonna be that guy. I love that man.
0: Let's clap it up, man. That was good. <laughs> so Dion, let everybody know how they could uh, contact you. Um, uh, you
1: know how they could work with you also. And close out with a word of wisdom. Got you. Um, Dion Cooper on Facebook. That's just my regular government name. Um, all other platforms at Mr. Phenomenal Power. That's M R Phenomenal, way it's spelled. Hopefully, y'all can spell Phenomenal and then Power. Mm-hmm. So, at Mr. Phenomenal Power on all other platforms. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you'll probably put the software in the description or something like that so that they can easily use that. Um, but the website is Metro2Phenom.com. That's M-E-T-R-O, the number 2, Phenom.com, P-H-E-N-O-M.com. And then a word of wisdom, man, is... um. I believe in just staying motivated and inspired and believing in a, a better version of yourself. I think everybody sure. has a next level in them. But I think that fear holds us back. And I, I believe that if everybody can get on the other side of fear and activate their faith because faith and fear cannot coexist, that I think they would be in a better place. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the words of wisdom. Cause I was I was fearful, you know, when I wanted to get into entrepreneurship and, and doing stuff and leaving my job, but I just activated my faith, man, and um, you know God has taken care of me. And my favorite scripture is Jeremiah twenty nine and eleven, and He says, "I have plans for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you, you know, a, a future." And so, if we really, if we're really believers and we believe in the Word, and if we follow that and we understand it, like, I think we'll be okay.
0: I agree, man. I appreciate you coming through, man. Yes, sir. Uh, very, very insightful. Listen, do yourself a favor, follow Dion. Okay, go on and get uh Get your Metro 2 compliance on. I know I am. You could, I, I can could do it, right? Yes, sir, I got all you, right, bro. All right, cool. Um, so, yes, uh, get it going and also uh, get you some social proof, meaning go build something. But it is respons- your bil- is your responsibility to come back to your community and teach them how you did it, okay? It's the only way our community grows, all right? We out of here. Like, subscribe. Peace. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now.